Hello and welcome to the 250, the podcast where we get drunk and start a fight in church. I'm Douglas and with me as always is my co-host Jonathan. How are you, Jonathan? Oh, I just do a little bit of levity for the opening. What do you think of that one, Douglas? Yes. <laughs> I, I think, I think we need of, a bit of levity right now. <laughs> A little bit of humour. If this is your first time tuning into the 250, we have taken a snapshot of IMDb's top 250 movies of all time as of January 2020 and have been watching them from number 250 through to number one. In this podcast, we discuss our opinions, thoughts and reactions to the movies within. Today's movie is number 94, Yachten. Lucas is a kindergarten teacher in a small Danish town. He has the adoration of his pupils and things are starting to look up after a messy divorce, but a tiny lie sends his life into a tailspin. Yachten, or as the English translation is known, as The Hunt, is directed by Thomas Vinterberg, who is also known for Another Round, A Hijacking, and there's another film, that he's, I think it's Celebration is the other yeah, one. Yeah, The Celebration. Yeah, that's the one. It is also written by Thomas Vinterberg and Tobias Lindholm, who is also known for Another Round and Delhi. Celebration. I That's think it. these I guys keep on reading. These guys work together a bit, yeah. Just needed to read a little bit more and I would have found it. A bit of reading uh, comprehension. <laughs> <laughs> Very comprehensive. Neither Jonathan nor I have watched this film before. However, I have watched Another Round before, and I really, really liked Another Round. Interesting. So I was I went into it kind of knowing the general vibe of what Vinterberg's films are like. And this is like a lot of the same dudes, huh? Yeah, cinematography wise and cast wise as well. Obviously, it's very much a similar affair. It just it has a very similar feel. I don't know how to describe it, but the creative persons behind the lens, yeah, are obviously very similar. Uh, I'll tell you what I from project to project. What I almost uh, ended up. Watching Douglas, I got about four minutes into 2020's The Hunt, which is a uh, <laughs> a Blumhouse film, and yeah. there's like an opening. They're, they're having like a text, and they're like, "This asshole at my work, like, blah, blah blah blah. I can't wait to go to the manor and have the hunt." And I'm like, "Oh, this is like the 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 most dangerous game type shit." And I was like, I was like, for for a second in my head, I was like, oh, this seems kind of like fun and refreshing. And then I'm like, wait, no, that's definitely not the movie. <laughs> this ain't it. <laughs> really glad I caught myself instead of watching the whole fucking thing. That would have been rather uh, embarrassing. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh you my gotta- god. Very, very true Jonathan energy. Whenever there's two films that have the same name, you best believe that Jonathan is going to find the film that isn't the film. Mm. That's on the list first, mm-hmm. watch a little bit of it, and then start to go, wait a sec, I smell a rat wait in a damn here. Minute. Something's not right. It's called, <laughs> I didn't check for the release year. Yeah. <laughs> and I am feeling the, uh, the, 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 the results of consequences of my actions, Douglas. Speaking of the consequences of our actions, we're really tiptoeing around talking about the actual fucking film, but I feel like the people who are- It'll be fine, it'll be fine. Tuning into this podcast for us to be talking about the film, there's probably going to be some repercussions in that front, so maybe we should talk about the film a little bit, Jonathan, and I'm going to go straight to you. What do you think- about the hut. I think um, this is one of the most stressful experiences I've had in the list. Like, one of the most uncomfortable. Really? God, man. Fucking hell. Like, mm. like, I said out loud, 
I don't want to be watching this multiple times, especially the first <laughs> half of the film. I'm sitting here. I'm home alone at the moment. I've just had, like, I've just been slogging away at work. I've opened a bottle of wine. I'm like, oh, Mads Mikkelsen film. I like Mads Mikkelsen. He's very attractive. We like Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, cool oh. Dude. And, then, and just, like, thinking to myself. And Danish as well. Uh. Just thinking to myself, like, if it wasn't for this stupid fucking idea that we had three and a half years ago, I would have switched this film off 10 minutes in. Uh, <laughs> and yet- We are contractually obliged. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is- uh, Our manager is standing behind us with the cattle prod at all times and will make <laughs> us feel his uh, or hers righteous wrath if we do not complete the films and get the, the, the episodes out on time, Douglas. If you go to www.250.com slash merch, you can buy your official 250 branded cattle prod uh, <laughs> with free shipping, free express shipping. Uh <laughs> Douglas, no, I, 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 I thought it was good. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's just a tough watch. It's a fuck really, me, man. Yeah, it's a really hard one to get through because it just and it, it, and is, it really it's pretty unrelenting. Like, like it's a lot for our main character, and just the general subject matter is so. Mm fucking you like i don't want to be talking about that man like um mm. but it's dicey but you see the whole package and you're like okay cool like yeah it, it was i feel a lot better at the end than i did halfway through you know <laughs> yeah i i really enjoyed the third act of the film mm. big time and it's structured better than i thought it was going to be originally like it um, agreed Agreed. It sort of um, explores the, the, the concept of the film quite well. Um, mm. Do we just want to go straight into spoilers, man? This this feels like a I mean, tough one. Yeah, yeah. This might be a bit of a The Handmaiden situation where yeah. it's kind of- Just go watch the film. Uh, we yeah. will give content warnings yes. and everything, obviously, <laughs> prior to uh, instructing you to watch the film because I think have a listen to the content warnings and then if you are okay with that kind of stuff, then definitely go for. But I think- yeah, it's a tough one to talk about without getting too in-depth on spoilers. I would just say, as far as Danish cinema goes, as far as Mads Mikkelsen performances, obviously this is tippiest of top. It's a superb performance from Mads Mikkelsen, as is another round. If you like Mads Mikkelsen stuff, go watch another round. It's a lot less oppressive <laughs> than what this is. I love Thomas Vinterberg, and yeah, just having, yeah, just, uh, it's been a hot minute since we've had a more, I don't know, left of field representation in the IMDb Top 250 list, you know, I feel we've had a bit of Western cinema for a while, we've kind of ducked into a little bit of European cinema here and there, but it's been a while since we've, you know, had a, I'm pretty sure this is a one-off, I don't think there's another Danish film that is in the 250. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. Denmark feels like it would be a good a good movie country. Yeah, they they have good living qual- uh, uh, quality of life over there, don't they? I think so. The Danish. I think a lot of the really high stuff is just like pure Hollywood. There's two more Indian films, I think. Three. Yes. We are yeah. we are going into the um the Southeast Asia. No, no, no. We have within the span of, I think, four episodes. Oh, it'll be five because it'll be a bonus episode. But within the span of five episodes, we'll have two Amir Khan films. So we'll see how we're feeling at the end of that. <laughs> it's, uh, you know what? It has been a while since I've seen my G, Amir Khan. So I think I'm, I'm not going to be too mm, cut up about we'll him see. coming back around. It depends if it's a good performance. Though, we'll see. I am 
desperately unconvinced on like stars on earth man i, I will we'll see mm. i'm unconvinced uh, <laughs> the bar is low but that means if it does jump the bar then you're gonna be like well all right yeah uh, and dust boot is in there as well that is german but, oh true but yes i suspect we don't have anything from danish city. danish or like yeah so it's cool this is cool to have that and i think the premise of that alone is a good yeah and, to and watch Mad, the film. Mads Mikkelsen uh performing in Danish as opposed to yeah uh uh English is is cool uh love he to has see a couple that. of English spoken bits and bobs you know throughout yeah this where, film, where it makes sense a, um but yeah, it's not yeah, the, yeah. like this is a film for Danish people in Denmark Absolutely. and then yep. uh, everything else was a nice secondary thing we are fucking really just not on <laughs> topic Douglas uh we'll, uh content warnings so Nothing nothing happens besides some this is my like pre spoil. I'm nothing happens. There are heavy themes and there's some people getting in like fist fights. But uh that's about it. Um no no no. We'll we'll do a full we'll do a full full content warning. There so basically the the the, the I was gonna say you're being very vague. <laughs> I was just wondering like if there's someone who thinks they can hack it, then it'd be nice for it not to be like to go in completely raw spoiled yeah that's your warning there and now the actual yeah. warning is that the sort of main conceit of the film is that our main character is a kindergarten teacher and he gets a, a sort of accused of sexual assault um when it didn't happen by a pupil i think you call them still a child and that is and it's about like how that affects affects his whole fucking life and the town that he lives in and blah, 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 blah. So it's like super heavy, um, really uncomfortable to watch some of it. And you will know, dear viewer, dear listener, whether that is something you can stick with. But I- You know what's a good in my head as far as a frame of comparison? In I I wrote down emotional claustrophobia Mm. is what this film- gives you and the last film that gave me this sense of emotional claustrophobia can you guess the prisoners douglas correct and window yep and it was in that uh, same vibe it was in uh yeah yeah you're just you're just like you're in the woods it's watching rainy. very uncomfortable people who situations are situations sort of like around kids yeah. yeah and just people who are trapped in their circumstances and oh also you like know that Capernaum and, and separation were both pretty rough for that kind of shit. Yeah. You're just like, yep. uh, um, mm. less mm. of these, please. I know why people make these movies, but I, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm, like, how fucked up it must be for you to like go to a cinema and watch this. That's fucked. <laughs> Do On something else. Free will. Yeah. Oh, let's go. To, I'm going to go for a date. Oh, there's this new Mads Mikkelsen film. It sounds, people are saying it's really exciting. And you sounds ne- to be like, you're not going to be rewatching this one anytime soon. Uh, f- fuck no. <laughs> I think I got my, <laughs> I got my money's worth. Like, like there are uncomfortable films that you can still get. You can still watch a second time and be like, oh, so it's almost like, oh, you've like had the weight lifted off of you and you know what's going to happen. So, so suddenly you can just like enjoy it and analyze what's going on. You can be a bit on. more of an observer. No, yeah. not this man. No, no, mm. no, 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 no. Prisoners, no. prisoners gets to that point for me. And actually, I remember the come and see episode. I said, I don't think I could rewatch it ever again. No. But I'm coming around on it. I'm coming I could, back. I'm going. I could I watch I come could and, it again. I would watch come and see you again before I watch this. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. this is so raw like as a theme is just so much and i just 
can't... It's very interesting, isn't it? Because it's two very different... Uh, come and see in this film. Two very different types of psychological kind of... It affects us in different ways, psychologically. Mm. What The Hunt, or Yachtan, presents and what Come and See presents, both affect and challenge in a different psychological way. And it's interesting how our brains kind of, I guess, create a little hierarchy of this is, a, I'm okay, and then this is, mm, no, 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 no. <laughs> very interesting, psychologically. Yeah, yeah. I find that very intriguing. But yes, anyway, content warnings, yes. Uh Nothing shown because it's, you know, it's implied like the, 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 it's, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> uh, no, well, he, he didn't do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. So. That's sort of the key thing. It's. Yeah. It's just uncomfortable yeah. because because the themes are are so heavy and everyone reacting to that. Like I'm just saying if you if you got any kind of history with anything approaching this, this is a film to stay away from. It's probably not yeah. going to give you fun happy feelings. It's not going to give you fun happy mm-hmm. feelings even if you don't like we do. Uh mm. so uh just be aware that's the point of the content warning. Um yep. I think we do we recommend this film? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I would go another round first because it's I think it's a better intro to what Thomas Vinterberg is about, but I think this film is important as far as a conversation goes, and I think Vinterberg is just a very talented filmmaker as well. And Mads Mikkelsen's performance is really good. Yeah. In both films, in another round and this, it's both very good, which is why I'm like, if this sounds a bit heavy to you and you're a bit more like, ah, I, I kind of, I like the vibe, but I just don't want this, then I would go another round, first and foremost. Yeah. Because... It's a that film is really interesting as far as the subject matter that it tackles is yeah I still think about that movie sometimes yeah Damn. really cool awesome um yeah uh I don't know um I think it's a very good film I probably wouldn't recommend it I don't know <laughs> I we watch a lot of movies yeah, fair enough. and I would not I I, I yeah like. It's one of those things where you're like, why would you subject yourself to this? Is that what your mentality is? And I think maybe, I don't know, if you appreciate really, really raw acting or Maz Mikkelsen in general, or if you like this director, or if you're equally foolish enough to, like, watch the whole list of top 250 films, then sure. (laughs) But I don't know, man. Like, it's just so much. I, I, yeah. I, 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 if I'd been watching this under my own steam, I would have turned it off by now. Like, I was legitimately thinking, like, 45 minutes through the film, like, do I stop this and tell Douglas to get a guest, a <laughs> wow. guest, uh, co-host? Cause, like, I Just- was like, I was like, I don't think I can cope. Like, it's, a, it's, wow. it's, it's too much. And, like, I did not get that from, Come and see, for example. Like, Interesting. Come and see was a I'm lot, gonna, but it's just not as raw. I'm going to probe that uh, line. I'm going to give you some questions because I'm very curious, Jonathan. But before we do that, let's have a lovely little spoiler sound. And we are now in the spoilers. Anything beyond this point will absolutely spoil uh, 2012's Yachtin, uh, The Hunt, directed by Thomas Vinterberg. Uh, so you have Starring been Starring Mads Mikkelsen, written by... Written by... <laughs> Tobias Lindholm. Produced by, uh, composed by... I do I do want to get into crew and all that kind of stuff a little bit later. But just while it's at the... My forethought is what... Is it the subject matter 
that gives gives you such an ick? Is it the the fact that Lucas is just going through a really shit time? Or yeah, I, and I mean, you can totally see, you can like play this out in your head, like very quickly, where you're like, okay, this is going to obviously have a huge. Eff- it's it's gonna he's gonna lose his job, and you can sort of see from the outset he's gonna lose his job. Fucking everyone in the town's gonna hate him because this is gonna spread like wildfire. Gonna go on a witch hunt, which he, you know, yeah. He could go to prison, and if he goes to prison, he's probably gonna get murdered in prison. Like, yeah, the just like the overwhelming sense of dread, and also just yeah, um, but it, yeah, the subject matter, the the concept made me feel icky as well. Even I think it was a combo. Nothing of that. had been done exactly, and I think every time they jump back to Clara's actor. Like, you're just something, just like something feels so fucked. Uh, it was just really, really hard for me to cope with for some reason. She's really good performance. The Fuck um, me. What amazing the- Amazing performance. For real. And, and I, I wrote a note really early on. Like, how do you- Direct a child to perform in that way. And how, Yeah. And how do you, like, manage a child to- Like, like the, 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 the we, we've talked about- I forgot the exact turn of phrase was, but when you put, like, actors through- a a really sort of harrowing experience through their performance, especially with children. Like, there's huge amounts of- or there's a huge need for basically counselling required for that. And I don't know, uh, uh, 2012, how old was she? She would have been- she looks young as fuck. She was eight. She was born into- yeah, yeah, 2004, so she was eight. I do want to bring to attention- this is in the trivia, but I do want to bring it to the attention just because I think it's very important. Mm. Uh, Annika Wedekop, who plays Clara, uh, was never told during filming what exactly Lucas was accused of. She was only told her character lied about him committing a crime. So right. she was never brought in on the, you know, proper implications of what it was that was going on, which I think fucking yeah, brilliant so I, I think from Finterberg's yeah, standpoint. That's just like not worth I, I guess you could just do that fairly easily with a shot counter shot with I think his name was Ol uh the guy who was like brought in. Yeah, the in first to, guy who comes in, yeah. Um you could you could shot counter shot that Pretty basically so to- that he doesn't actually say any of the things he says in the film to the actress mm, uh mm. yeah um his name's just ol or ol mm. uh, yeah just ol i guess bjorn henriksen yeah. uh that's good because <laughs> i was just yeah. like i was like fuck this is like not a concept you want to expose to like a real child this poor kid yeah yeah this has this has like the kid might be fine but it is not worth the fucking risk of yeah yeah, yeah. finding of out what if it does have longer yeah. repercussions yeah yeah absolutely so um did you just want to bring that to attention definitely yeah uh no but like absurd performance from her like i feel oh it's gonna be really funny going going from this to leon the professional Whoa, and once again i love natalie Fortman, but her performance in that film is like so cartoonish and this feels so legit by every fucking performer um mm. but a sp- not not especially but including this extremely young actress who yeah fuck i i i wonder how much they let her sort of just run with it and just kind of roam i think Vin- from what I feel from the film, it definitely, Vinterberg, I think, kind of let the camera run a lot of the time. That's got to be what gives it that real authenticity and that 
feeling that it feels as though you're watching just real people it doesn't yeah. feel as though you're watching a story or anything like that you don't feel as though you're watching actors so and that usually comes from a director just kind of going okay here's the broad kind of thing i want from the scene you've read the script i've read the script i've wrote the script i'm gonna let you do your thing and I'm going to, you know, just kind of pull here, tweak here whenever I need to. But do you think? Mm. Um, and given Vinterberg's working relationship with Mads Mikkelsen at the time and continuing on into the future, I would say that he has a lot of trust and faith in Mads Mikkelsen to really do this character justice. Yeah. Yeah, I think so much of the film is characters hearing what they want to hear. Yeah. And so this is like very early on with Ol and uh Greta Gre- Greta, the mm. lady who runs the nursery kindergarten. She both of them like they're having this chat with Clara and they're super leading her where Yeah, it's close ended. He's like did, yeah. he's like, what did you say to her? And she's like, I don't want to say it again and he's like, Did this happen? Uh and she says no. And mm. then he's like, did it happen in the, in the nursery? And like, mm. he's basically like, he, he's, yeah, leading into this Everyone fucking point. Everyone forms their own, yeah, narrative. Everyone yeah. jumps to the- Asking those closed-ended yeah. questions and then they just kind of create their own narrative and go, well, this is what it is. I, we asked the question and they were literally backed into a corner as a fucking mm. kid. Of course you get a bit, when you feel that kind of pressure, my God, yeah. like- And yeah. you, you understand that something's wrong. Wrong, but you don't. Yeah. You, you don't understand you, you the You don't gravity. want to get in trouble. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, because she God. backs off immediately, and she and she turns back on her story multiple times. Yeah. And people like the but scene no one where she to her. the scene where she says it to her mum, and her mum's like, "No, you were so brave for telling us. You know, yeah. you might think it didn't. Sometimes happen, Sometimes it's hard it to believe and- it happened, but it did. And you know that. Yeah. Fuck. Ah, oh, God, that makes my skin fucking crawl. Yeah. So there's there's like. I think that's the important bit of the film for me is that it's about I I don't even really see anyone as a victim in this film like Lucas or Clara or anyone I don't really see I don't see a victim I see a a problem in a broader response to that kind of paranoia that's there you know and the lack of due diligence that can happen as a result of that paranoia and that mm. closed-ended questioning that can come from the people who should be doing their due diligence but they they have their their bias and their assumption of what the narrative is going to be so they they steer and make it work to their bias and to their narrative you know what i mean and yeah, yeah i don't know just yuck <laughs> going back to it like thinking back on it the the amount of stress i think it i think maybe it like pushes over the line of like thriller adrenaline to just like Full fight or flight. <laughs> I think yeah. maybe that's part of why. Like the ending is so intense, and and even the the bit it's like two thirds of the way into the film where the son is, or they're talking to the son. And they're like, "Oh, the kids all have this story about this basement that doesn't exist," and you're like, "Oh." And then like three minutes later, they're like, "Oh yeah, he's like out of jail. He's not getting charged. They found everything inconclusive, whatever." Um, and at that moment, you're kind of like, "Oh." So this is like, this film's like not just about the concept, it's about the ongoing, like 
the full picture of what's the going on. The court of and public opinion. And, um, yeah, but also just, like, the way- Yeah, I mean, fuck me, man. That bit where, um- The bit where the fucking brick goes through the window. Yeah. Half a second, I was like, where's Fanny? Where's the fucking yep. dog? Yeah. And then there's, like, the bag, and I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> I, wa- I wanted Mads Mikkelsen to go full John Wick mode. <laughs> like, just, he goes back in and, like, starts digging up the tiles in the kitchen, and he's getting out <laughs> the guns, and, like... <laughs> and, uh, like, the, 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 the overarching thing with this film is that, like, everything's, like, so realistic, and, well, uh, uh, you know, what, what, what is and what isn't realistic, but it felt like... A realistic reaction of the character yes. where he's, yeah, yeah. he's just like, he's got all these situations where he's like, all I can say is I didn't do it. I can't go too crazy or I'll dig myself a hole, people. And, and almost like- It's like, um, what more can you do? <laughs> exactly. Like, this is complete their word against mine. So, he's just like trying his best to keep his cool. And then he's like put under this, you know- He's fired from his job. He's just fucking in his house. Like, what can you do except feel angry? But you, you, there's nothing you can physically like do about that. And, um, disconnected from his son. And then this yeah. flame that he was developing also having that, you yeah. know, the moment of where yeah, I did have a note in my, as soon as like it was all going down, I, I literally wrote a note in my book. I'm like, he's going to like blow up and like throw out of the house. Yeah. I felt yeah. like that was pretty predictable. Um, yeah. yeah. And a bit cliched, you know, but yeah. But man, that ending, goddamn. Fuck, so Weird. good. It's it's yeah. such a it ties back into the whole the name of the fucking film. It's just such a <laughs> smart ass way to get that word hunt, you know, uh yeah. really ingrained so heavily into the screenplay and then into the characters, into the just everything and the uh, the notion I wrote it in my uh, letterbox review, more on letterbox at the end of the podcast. But <clears throat> how the hunt continues, you know, it, uh, while yeah, court of it's public about, opinion well, it's kinda- about, yeah, it's about the town and how, like, even after all this, after he's been found not guilty- It's all and, crocodile smiles. And Lucas and- himself has, um- and it's almost a bit like it's almost a little it's fine how else he gonna do it but like that last scene where he's sitting in the um he's sitting in the dinner the room. hunting lodge mm. and sort of like looking at people and and you can sort of see like certain people's like reactions like that big like blonde motherfucker who who keeps like shoving him around like multiple yeah. times through the film and you can just see like it, it it's it's interesting how you you look at that and you can't read conclusively but probably some characters feel like shame and some characters are still completely unconvinced um mm. I know, which is, you know, because uh, that's what would happen in real life. There are people who, like, he's the guy who's the godfather to Marcus. Mm. He he was on his side the whole fucking time, never in doubt, never questioning. Just this is fucked. I know you wouldn't do this, so I'm just with you. And he adds, there's some real nice comedy bits that he adds as far as his lines and his delivery go. Where I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Thank God we have someone who's just injecting even the tiniest little bit of humor into this. Thank Christ. Even very he, dark It's humor. very gallows humor. Yeah. Absolutely. The one where, where he like hugs his son and he's like, don't fondle him too much. And then yeah, like- yeah. You go straight going, back they, to jail. They go to the house and like, quick, quick, build a, uh, build a basement. Get some I'm shovels. Like, yeah, yeah. We'll I'm dig like, it up oh, a basement. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I- so I did, I should I should correct this. I did just look this up. I I got mis mis um 
misled by a fucking letter letterbox review imagine that happening um yeah. apparently it's not based on any real story um which is probably for the best like that is not something you want to fucking like drag up again if that was the case so um i was going somewhere with that and i forgot where it was but cool uh it's good Just and i mean yeah i mean clarifying the record absolutely baby um there's a fucking scene like the some of the acting in this just like blows my fucking noggin yeah some of it is just fine but there's this scene where uh clara comes back to lucas's house and she's trying to i think she says that she like made something up and she's sorry or whatever it's like halfway through it's just before lucas throws i forgot her name yeah i'm not sure her name that she said in the film in hindsight i think it is what yeah it's nadia before just the scene just before he throws her out um and as clara's walking away his his eyes are doing this like darting thing that's mm. like such a subtle thing and you've got to be so switched on to just like how the human panic response works to be able to act something like that like that's crazy so um, much I- subtext that he plays yeah yeah because there's some stuff like when he's looking at Lucas in the church and that's like, that's a lot more straight up and down, um, like almost a little on the nose type type thing. I mean, that scene in particular just sticks out to me. The bit where he decks him and then offers probably one of the greatest fucking lines of the whole film of, um, you know, look in my eyes. What do you see? You see nothing. Nothing. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Fucking just rip my heart out, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's fucked. Theo was superb as well. I really liked Theo. He's uh, played mm. by Thomas Murray yeah. Larson. He was a really, yes. really awesome presence in conjunction with Mads Mikkelsen. He's also in another round. He plays a he. He's basically same kind of deal. He's pretty much at Mads Mikkelsen's side in another round as well. Um, I love that the fucking key photo of in fact all of them. How long does he have this thing? All these fucking key photos of uh, Thomas Bo Larson. He's got a fucking vape in. He's like just hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. All these photos. Yeah, he just had this thing stuck to him the whole red carpet. He's a uh, he likes the vape. He likes he likes the vape. <laughs> what can I say? I like it to vape. Do you have any like sort of disconnected thoughts? to finish up with soundtrack which i have listened to probably about twice through now and i haven't even noticed it is there's practically no soundtrack in this film which you know it yes kinda, is, what, it needs it because it would really distract from a lot of what is going on uh, composed by nikolai igelund uh or nikolaj igelund um superb really beautiful compositions whenever it does come through and you know the guitar kind of kicks in and everything you take notice and Mm. it really does impact and improve a lot of scenes yeah so it's a yeah bunch of really beautiful little compositions i i really like it's called the end you know very creative uh naming nicolage uh oh i mean like putting a putting a name on like a piece of work is so stupid (laughs) (laughs) it's so dumb man you're just like i'm not here making like a product i was here i'm just making a thing man why do i have to put a fucking name on it (laughs) this is why like so many like um artists for like especially if if, if, untitled If a song has lyrics, you're like, okay, well, I can make a name off the lyrics. But if you're just like, here's like a vibe or like a piece of art where it's just a, just like a a thing. It's like, I don't want to put a fucking name on this. I'm just feeling stuff, man. 
That's fair enough. That's true. Mm. Um, I'm sort of keen. Oh, it, it's fucking absurd that it's honestly a really beautiful. Uh, I guess an EP. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slice I guess. of music. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's crazy that it's, it's haunting. on something. It's very haunting. Mm, mm. Um, could go toe to toe with prisoners, even though it's probably about a third of what the prisoners soundtrack yeah, exactly. is, and that's you know that says something. My and I do love your hand, your handsome. <laughs> I do love your hand. My shining light of this film, Douglas, yes. is that first scene. It's after he gets kicked down or whatever, and he's, like, wandering around. I think he goes hunting again. Mm. And you, like, see the elk just in, like, the countryside, and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, thank God. It's just animals, man. To <laughs> 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 the complete and utter relief I had of just, like, oh, I get, like- 30 seconds of respite from this from fucking this nightmare. Hellscape. Oh, it's exactly what he's thinking, I'm sure, as well. I um, oh, Actually, my, my yeah, yeah, my shining light moment is how much I jumped at two points in the film. Oh, Number yeah. one, when the stone or the brick gets thrown Jesus, through the window. Jesus, man. I shat myself. Oh, my myself. God. I fucking threw myself out of my seat. Number two, when the, the bullet fucking whips and hits the tree right at the end of the, yeah. the film as well. I fucking do crap myself, <laughs> which again, you have, like- oh, such a great ending to the film. It's so yeah. good because you don't see who it is who shot at him. And then it's just this perfect implication of the village as a whole, you know, that they haven't yeah. forgotten. They still remember. They're still out for him. They're still on the hunt. Vinterberg, you smart motherfucker. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, movies. Movies. I want to stop talking about this film. Though. Thankfully, there's not a me? lot of trivia, so uh, okay. you're, uh, you're in luck. Yahoo. The Hunt premiered at the 2012 Cannes Film Festival as the first Danish language film in the main competition since 1998. Wow. Since 1998. Yeah, okay. 14 years. I'm, I mean, like, uh, what's Denmark's population? They got 5 million... I always forget how many people we have in Australia, but it's like a lot. We have 25. We have about five times as much. Wow. And we never put out movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, or even like, what's like Germany's population? 83 million people. Excuse me? Holy <sighs> shit. Wait, is this- Hold on, I'm just checking this isn't- Yeah. France is 67. Turkey has 84. Oh my God. Yeah, so- that's when you got so less many people, people Douglas, in one space. When you got less people, you got less movies. Yeah. USA is 330 for comparison's sake. So this is a country that is like half a percent the size of America. So surprise, surprise. Fuck that me. That's absurd. They have a smaller film output. The film was Denmark's official submission to the foreign language film category of the 2014 Academy Awards. Did do, do- do anything? I don't think it received any accolades. No. No, it was just nominated. Mm. Didn't receive any accolades. I wonder what won. <sighs> yeah. Oh, 12 Years a Slave. There you go. Gravity, Wolf of Wall Street, Her, Big Year. Can I remind myself? I remember this year. Oh, 12. Yeah. Did Gravity win anything? Best Achievement in Cinematography and Best Achievement in Film Editing. Oh, okay. Oh, and Best Music. Original score, sound mixing, sound editing, visual effects. Wow. Gravity <clears throat> took home a lot. Mm. Hmm. Foreign language film, The Great Beauty, which was Italy's submission. Has a 7.7 7 
on IMDb. Those are good numbers, honestly. For IMDb, that's not bad. Yeah, and I great. do like me Italian cinema. Ever since Bicycle Thieves, I've been a little bit more switched on to Italian cinema. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Bicycle Thieves is like a very... Not like a fringe example, though, but it's not... I feel like it's not super indicative of... Yeah, of what... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But because it's... It's basically a representation of a, a wave of cinema, you know. It's not like Italian yeah. cinema. Well, it is, but it's not. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, director Thomas Vinterberg was approached in 1999 by child psychologist, forgive the pronunciation, Soren Fries-Smith, congratulating him for the celebration and giving him a pile of newspaper articles, scientific reports, and personal notes about cases where people had been wrongfully accused of pedophilia, telling him he had to make a film about the subject. Whoa. Uh, um, Why don't you just come well, to a guy uh, and be like, make a film about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can you make a pedophile film yeah, for me? Yeah. Oh, um, sure. No, <laughs> no. Go away. <laughs> God, it's just like such a like the 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 theme of the film is such an absolute minefield. Like, I would not want to like the absolute cojones it takes to just do to the even film go like I'm gonna itself. make this yeah. movie. Jesus, man. Cajonas are Mads Mikkelsen as well to just go. For real. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm a, I'm going to yeah. be the dude. Well, I guess he doesn't, you know, do anything either. So it's, you know, but still. Yeah, but. End uh, credits say, quote, deer were shot by professional hunters who oh, maintain yeah. the population. The dog did not suffer during filming, end quote. Why does that sound so ominous? Yeah. Oh, the dog died. The dog it just didn't did suffer. did not suffer. I was watching the deer and I'm like, that deer's dead that as hell. That deer is fucking <laughs> super dead. Um, but why is the bit I- about the dog so vague? Yeah, yeah. I really hope they didn't kill the dog. I just don't think they killed the dog, though. Surely. They, what do you do? For Amoris Peros, what do they do? Oh, they, um, like they tranquilized it or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, just to round out this horrific episode of the 250, let's talk about... Uh, yeah, if and if you enjoyed The Hunt, you will love Amoris Perros. Perros. absolutely, completely If you love feeling alley. bad, you will love Amoris Perros. Uh Two more. There is an alternate ending on the Blu-ray DVD in which Lucas is actually shot by a member of the village and is left to die in the woods. I do... I did see the gunshot thing happening because he was standing around in the forest and I was like, wait a minute. Like, I, 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 I could totally to see it happening. <laughs> As I, and actually, actually, that's the thing. When you said that really shocked you, I actually was expecting- I was expecting him to get fucking domed, like, I or, like, shot in the chest or something. Um, the Blood brick splatter did- across the tree, him slump down, big slow yeah. pan out, cut to black, directed by Thomas Vinterberg. <laughs> the brick did absolutely get me, but but I, I sort of- you had an uh, slightly expected sinking it. sensation. Yes, mm. I thought he was gonna fucking kill himself, man. I was like, wait a minute, this man has a rifle. Especially when they started going to like Marcus and like focusing on him for a second, mm. I was like, uh oh, they're about to write Mads Mikkelsen out of this film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about to get this guy out of here. Uh, Thomas Bo Larson, who plays Theo, struggling with alcoholism at the time of filming, would constantly drop his fake beard due to enormous amounts of alcohol in his blood. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so he was unable to fucking stick because of all the goddamn alcohol that was going through his system, which is absurd. Yeah, yeah. it makes you sweat all funny, I think. Yeah. Being really plastered. Yeah. Um, But I hope he got I through do, it. I do remember- I hope he got through to the other he end. He looks so fucking haggard. Yeah. In most of that film. He, he plays so that a very sense. nice, burly, woodsman kind of dude. Yeah. 
God, I didn't. We didn't say this throughout the episode, but goddamn, the Danish language is such a lovely language to listen to, especially when That's it's fun. a grisly old dude saying something very intimidating in the in the Danish language, like you know, like get out of my way or whatever. It get oh yeah, it sounds so <laughs> good. I love it. Oh, it sounds so good. Mm-hmm. My other favorite Danish film is um The Guilty, which is that one that. Yeah. Uh, who's he? What's it? Jake Gyllenhaal did the remake of, uh, or he starred in the remake of, and it's garbage, but the OG Danish version is tip top. You should watch that as well, by the way. If we're talking about emotional claustrophobia, that's another one that you should watch. I don't have it in me. <laughs> I've got to give I you at least half a year before we lob another one of these at you. <sighs> uh, that's it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, God, it's like, release me from this fucking- uh, I just watched this. Like, I finished watching this film, like, a little over an hour ago, so I'm Still really glad it. to just get it out of my system. Right, yeah. let's wrap up. It's let's less of a ride and more, and then we can, more being dragged we by can, it. We can um, go do something fun and nice after this. If you enjoy things that are fun and nice, we put out new episodes of the podcast every week, Tuesday midnight, Australian Eastern Standard Time, which comes out to Monday afternoons in Europe and Monday mornings in America. Douglas, where can people go if they want more info on the podcast? There's no real info there, but you can go to www.250.com. It has a full list of IMDb's top 250 films of all time as of January 2020 on the homepage there. There's three links at the top of the website there's a link to our spotify where you can listen to us we are available wherever good podcasts are found though there's a link to our instagram which is at 250pod and our dms are open there is also a link to our email if you would like to get in touch with us more professionally you can reach out to us mail at 250.com douglas and i both use letterboxd which is a movie tracking and reviewing website that we're great big fans of. My account on Letterboxd is Upa, that is U-U-U-P-A-H, and Douglas. My account is Ienzo Knight, I-E-N-Z-O-K-N-I-G-H-T, Ienzo Knight. You look up Upa, Ienzo Knight, or 250 in the Letterboxd search engine and you'll find us. We do written reviews of all the films that we talk about here on the 250, as well as anything else that we watch in our spare time. I did not watch anything in my spare time. However, I did finally update my Letterboxd to get it up to date with where we are in the uh two five oh I've been slacking a little bit, but I got them all up to date, so we're looking good. Uh and I'm just I want to watch it's currently at time of recording, sitting at number one hundred and twenty-seven in Letterbox Top Two Hundred Fifty Films. Past Lives, Whoa. directed by Celine Song. Uh it is uh I think her debut film. Yeah. Uh, she's a South Korean Canadian director, playwright, and screenwriter. Um and yeah, it's getting a lot of traction. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen the thing with the uh it's a might be imagining romance, it drama romance. Film. Seems seems interesting. I do love oh, me some drama romance films. Oh, you're so predictable, <laughs> Douglas. What oh, am I top four? Goodness. Of course I'm going to fucking like this movie. What are you talking about? Mm, well. Did you watch anything? I didn't fucking. No, I didn't watch cool. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Full Metal Jacket and then. And then this. What I did, Douglas. Back to back. <clears throat> what I did. Because that's what we recorded Full Metal Jacket fairly recently ago. I, uh, I've been busy, Douglas. I replaced the audio system in my car. And that's been a... <laughs> Let me tell no, you. Stop this. You're not allowed to turn this part of the podcast into your fucking venting corner of like whatever you did That's during event. the week. It's not a vent. It's not a vent. All I'm saying is that I have been productive. I've been out there. I've been doing things and making things happening. Yeah. And that's why I haven't been watching movies. Well, okay, then. That's fine. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you, Douglas. You just have to watch one a week. That's it. We're not, I don't. I, I ask don't no more. I do. Ask no less. I do. Just one. I do. For a second there, I was watching like multiple films a week and I just yeah, cannot right. do that shit anymore. 
Yeah, we got Citizen Kane so. next week. Yeah. Yo, it's the movie, it's dude. Like, the, what, the movie. It's the movie that everyone is like, oh, the movie movie, which I haven't seen before. Yeah, with the guy. Um, what happened? I'm, I'm having a watch party. the California champagne. <laughs> Was that Awesome Worlds? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm gonna, we're going to- Okay. Uh, yeah, put the clip, the, pod- the clip in. I'm going to the podcast, but I'm absolutely going to put the clip in. Turn camera. Mark. 102, take one. With overlap, action please. Action awesome, please. You just do anything? No, it's a, sorry. And I'm going to show Jonathan the clip now for a uh, I think I've seen it. The French champagne one. Yep. Well, a, yeah, I've seen that. You yeah, yeah, I know you've seen it, but yes. Yeah, show me again. Awesome balls. Yeah. This is not going to be funny. Let's just put the- Yeah, I know. I'm saying on. we're ending the podcast, but I'm giving it full clarity that I'm showing this to Jonathan so they will understand the next time I bring it up, which will probably be I next know what week. It is. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it before. Yeah, I know. But then why were you like, this is awesome Wells? I just didn't- I don't recognize any of these fucking men. Yeah, true. I don't know any of these men. Okay. Ah, the French. Let's get out of here. Ah, the French champagne. <laughs> I'm gone. We're going. I love you. I love you all. Yes. Have a have a wonderful week. Thank you for remember, listening. remember, if there's one thing you take out of this podcast, it's don't watch this movie. Don't do it. Don't watch the movie. Watch the next one. Or the last one. Or the Lego movie. <laughs> or Bionicle's Mask no, of Light. Oh, God damn it. 2003. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> you fucker. Are you getting paid by Bionicles or something? Like, what's happening? Absolutely you get not. checks under the table? That sucks.